the solstice. Gather round the cauldron for another episode of Good Witch, Bad Witch. Which witch are you? for joining us on Good Witch, Bad Witch. We are your hosts, Shelly the Good Witch. And Lisa the Bad Witch. Thank you so much for joining us again. This is going to be our episode um, with Dr. Skull Rock, as has previously been mentioned. Um, We would actually, at this point, like to introduce um, my husband, Daryl Brown, who's the Man Witch, and he's going to give his story on how he met Rocky Miller, a.k.a. Dr. Skull Rock, and um, kind of go from there. So, Daryl? All right, guys. So, uh, Dr. Skull Rock is a very good friend of mine. We met way back in the early 90s uh, when we were just long-haired punk skinny kids. Now we're not long-haired punk skinny kids anymore. So, uh, if it wasn't for uh, Dr. Skull Rock, I wouldn't know our two beautiful hosts right now because he was dating and later went on to marry the good witch and her best friend the bad witch as we know later became my wife so i really have to thank him for a lot of that uh rocky was just a great guy uh when we were younger i happened to go work for a gentleman's club as a doorman which he frequently showed up to and drank beer and shot pool Okay, when he says gentleman's club, he means strip bar. Let's just go there. Well, okay. yeah, not a lot of gentlemen were in there. And, well, that's why Rocky was there. <laughs> God bless him. And so out of curiosity one time, he said, hey, my girlfriend doesn't believe that I just come here to shoot pool and drink beer. I'm not here tipping these strippers, which well, at the time, the strippers we had weren't really tip worthy. So he rounded up the crew and brought Shelly, Lisa. Me. I believe Karen was there, and I'm not sure was Colleen with us. I don't think so. I think it was Dara, no. but Dara, it doesn't. Maybe. Yeah. Anyway, so he brings in these gals. Uh, the doorman's booth was right at the door, hence the doorman word. <laughs> but the very first stage was right there, so they stop, pause, and look up, and they did not move. And I'm like, "You gotta keep moving," you know. So I had them go back to the pool room. Well, my boss came out and said who are all these ladies? And I said, well, they're here to audition. And he got very excited, but. Because we were damn cute. They were all very, very cute. And we were like 19, right? 18, 19, tight bodies, yeah. We were not old enough to be in the strip bar. That's why he said we were audition. Then when he seen that they weren't really trying to, you know, I think audition, he said, you got to get these ladies out of here. So I had to shuffle them out and yes, few years later, I did 
rekindle and meet Lisa. She doesn't remember me per se. She remembers the story. I remember the situation. I remember being at the strip bar. I remember it being the first time I had seen a naked women that on, on purpose on stage <laughs> and stuff. But it, um, I definitely wasn't, um, I don't remember Daryl per se, but we ended up, uh, you know, uh, cooking back up and yeah. And that, but it was because we were friends with Rocky um, and Shelly and the four of us were, were pretty tight. Yeah. I mean, well, I still, I'm still not sure what to think because he does really like the ladies, but he's also pretty good at pool. So maybe. Yeah. And he could yeah. drink beer pretty good too back then. Yeah. So yeah. I think he switched yeah. to wine. Yeah. Now it looks like he has switched to wine, which we will, um, you <laughs> know, discuss, with, discuss him with him in a little bit and stuff but yeah so that is the story of um how well we met daryl the man witch and um yeah so that is our introduction (laughs) here's a story yeah so so what do you what do you think shelly should we just get into uh talking to your (laughs) (laughs) ex-husband um i guess no time like the present we're going to, we'll take a quick break and then we are going to have our interview with Dr. Skull Rock. Hey, witches, good and bad. Please go to our website, goodwitch-badwitch.com to subscribe to our comedy podcast with weekly fascinating guests. We're really proud of our colorful, functional website designed by Idel Fisher, owner of Picklewick's Graphic Designs. The site is for sure badass and nice looking, boasting bios and pics of our guests and it's where you can find our fun GWB merch, including shirts, bags, buttons, and stickers. Find Idel for all of your graphic design needs at picklewix.com. That's P-I-C-K-L-E-W-I-X.com for all your graphic design needs. Hi, everybody. Thank you for joining us again on Good Witch, Bad Witch. Our first guest, well, our only guest today, will be Dr. Skull Rock, a.k.a. Rocky Miller. Um he is a super, super fan for the Raiders, and he has been on TV and in um, Sports, Illustrated. Sports Illustrated, multiple um, spots, a lot of pictures, all the things. I'm going to let him explain it a little bit more. Rocky, why don't you tell me about how you got started with your super fandom? I was a fan of the Oakland Raiders since I was about 10 years old, right? I mean, I, I grew up in Denver. And so you pretty much have to be a Denver Broncos fan. We had season tickets for the Broncos. Um, my grandma did. And we got to go starting at about age six or seven. We got to go to one game a year. And the first game I ever went to was the Steelers. This is back in the seventies. They were amazing. Right. Um, but then I saw on television, this team, they were black, they were silver and they looked like a biker gang at the, 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 the Oakland Raiders. So the next nice. year I said, dad, I want to go to the Oakland Raider game. So he goes, okay. So we go to the Oakland Raider game and I watched these guys walk in. It was, it was Matuzak and Alzado and, and, and Art Shell and, and, and Gene Upshaw. And I mean, these guys, they had casts on their arms. They were big. They had beards. They, they walked in, the fans were booing them. They were flipping off the stands. It was the most amazing thing I ever saw. I said, Holy cow. Look at these guys. Love yeah. at first sight. So my dad tells me we got to hate these guys. And I'm thinking, I don't know if I hate them. <laughs> so about 1980, they make it to the Super Bowl against Philadelphia. They go in as an underdog and I'm still trying to pretend I'm a Broncos fan. Right. So, 
I bet my dad $1 that the Philadelphia Eagles would beat the Oakland Raiders. I'm like, I'm pulling for Philadelphia. That's who I want to win. I don't like them Raiders. Well, the Raiders won the Super Bowl. I gave my dad the dollar and I told him right then and there, dad, you know what? I think I'm an Oakland Raider fan. It was like I was almost coming out of the closet. I mean, to be an Oakland Raider fan and that Denver Bronco family was pretty tough. So, <laughs> yeah. So, so that was it. 1980, I became an Oakland Raider fan. I was 10 years so old. So that being said, Shelly had a question about the fact with your dad. Shelly, what was that? I remember you saying something. Yeah, I was curious, Rocky, if um, your dad being a high school football coach influenced your ultra fandom or just your love of football in general. Well, my love of football, I mean, it was a, so, so my parents were great, right? They never forced us to do anything. They never made us go into anything that they loved. Whatever we wanted to do, we could do. But growing up, my dad was a football coach and many, many people, you know, from Arvada West to Pomona to Arvada played for my dad in Little League and know my dad and and he was just a really, really good guy and a great football coach. Um, it was just kind of understood when we turned eight years old, that was the youngest we could join uh, competitive football, contact football that, that we were going to join and and just that love of the game. Yeah, we, we learned to love the game through my dad's eyes. And, and I was a very lucky person to have him to, to, to see the game the way he saw it because it, it's an amazing way the way he sees the game. So, yeah, the love of football is in me no matter what. But uh, as far as being a Raider fan, yeah, he didn't have much to do with that. He would have much preferred <laughs> So that brings me to a question that I have. Being a football fan altogether, let's just say the Raiders folded for some reason. They're just gone and whatever. What would be your, I mean, would you, could you be a Broncos fan ever? Uh, or is that just. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> you know that was disgust. I can tell right there. <laughs> there's been some thin, thin years at the Raiders, obviously. And there's been years where I've said, that's it. I can't watch this team anymore. <laughs> I them. I'm always a fan. But as far as watching, I can't go through this pain anymore. And the next week I'm watching them again. I mean, I can't, I can't imagine being a fan of any other team. Um, I understand. Yeah. If, if they were completely just gone, that was it. The Raiders were done. Um, yeah, I don't know that I could just pick another team. I mean, it's yeah something that's in here. It's just it's so in here. There's 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 I, I couldn't imagine rooting for another professional football team. Except no. for so, I do root. So so there's the Raiders, and then there's anybody that plays the Broncos. So that's not. I, I get that. So I know you have a lot of people that are the Broncos fans, but you know that's competition. So tell me about, okay, so then tell me about being in the black hole. Cause when you've gone to games Ooh. at in LA or, you know, now it'll be Vegas, Vegas or whatever. But when you're there, we get such as um, Colorado natives and everybody else who's fans, we get such a perspective of the Raiders people, obviously being so horrible, but tell me really how the, the super fans are in the black hole. They're family. I mean, they're, they're the absolute yeah. family. You see the same people there. I mean, mm -hmm. they, they become, I mean, really good friends. So let's go back to how this whole thing started. Now, let me tell you about the first time. Yeah. Great. Yeah. So we have to throw it back Rocky. So, so yeah, we, we, so I became a Raiders fan when I was 10 years old. Right. So I blame the whole super fan thing on temple of the dog. Anyway, temple of the dog. 
had put out an album 20 years earlier and they decided to do a tour 20 years after, right? Chris Cornell was going to get together with the members of Pearl Jam and do the tour that Temple of the Dog never did. They were doing five cities. They were doing Philadelphia, New York, San Francisco. Um, God, there's one more. I, I don't know, but Seattle was the last one. There was five cities. Well, like I said, my, my, my future ex-wife, she was from San Jose, right by San Francisco. And, I, and she loves grunge music. So I said, that's it. We're going to Temple of the Dog. So I got tickets for Temple of the Dog. And it was on a Friday night in November, uh, 2016. So I just happened to look. I said, well, let's see if the Raiders are playing, you know, that weekend or maybe the weekend before or after. Well, the weekend before, they're going to play. They're going to play the Denver Broncos. Oh, that looks horrible. <laughs> they're going to play. They're going to play the Denver Broncos on Sunday night. I said, we're going to that game. We're going to go from weekend to weekend. And we're going to cap it off. We're going to go to the to the to the Bronco Raider game on one weekend and Temple of the Dog on the last weekend. So this is like three months before, before we're going to go. So I'm thinking, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go see the Oakland Raiders for the second time ever in Oakland. Uh, people may know Greg Karras and people may know Leonard Atencio. We had gone back in, in 93, right? We, we'd gone to Oakland. Um, anyway, so this is going to be my second time in Oakland. And I said, this could be my last time in Oakland. Cause there was rumors at that time of them going to Vegas. Right. So I said, I'm going to get black hole tickets. It's, it's a dream of mine to sit in a black hole. I'm going to sit in a black hole. I found unbelievable seats for a great price and, and bought the tickets. So then I'm thinking, well, I'm going to sit in a black hole. Am I dressing up? And I really went back and forth with this decision. I mean, it's a lot to, to dress up. I mean, it's really oh, yeah. to enjoy the game without all this on. This is a lot of work. It really is. Right. I mean, the you production. see how I have to drink and stuff. You can't eat. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't see very well. It's 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 a lot of work. It's hot. So, fi- oh. so I said, yes, I'm going to dress. If I'm going to sit in the black hole, I'm going to dress up. The lucky thing was I was going in November. The month before is October. Spirit Halloween stores are everywhere. So I went and started putting a costume together. And you may want to edit this, but but this is maybe where you want to put up one of the pictures. The very first, the, one of the very first uh, renditions I had of this, it was just a little beanie cap with this mask that I actually found at Party City sitting on a shelf so high, nobody else could reach it. It didn't even have a price tag on it. It was like some weirdo magician or somebody i don't know fate something put that <laughs> up on the I ever got up there i mean everything else there's all these other masks i'm looking at them like, eh, eh, i don't know I, at first i didn't even want a mask i wanted just makeup um but i found this mask i put it on i'm walking down the aisle to go show my wife at the time and some lady screams at me because i've got the mask on i said this is the mask she just screamed this is great <laughs> perfect yes so, <laughs> so anyway so I, I put together that I got a couple of chains with some skulls on it from Walgreens of all places and, uh, and off to, to the black hole we go. I got my picture taken that day by, I don't know who or from where I didn't pose for it, anything else. It showed up on three different things for sports illustrated. There was two, oh, wow. online, two online articles that it showed up on. And then I showed up in the magazine 
And I was right. like, holy cow. And then I was hooked. At that point, I was like, well, here we go. You knew it. It had to happen. Big time. Yeah. So Lisa, yeah. back to your question about being in the black hole, how bad it is. Yeah. So my first time there, we're playing the Broncos, and there's a Broncos fan there decked out in full Bronco regalia, right? I mean, he's totally head to toe. He's Broncos. And he got a lot of punishment verbally. But nothing yeah. physically ever happened to him. It wasn't that bad. The yeah. funny thing about the black hole is that th there's never a seat. I mean, people come down, like, back when I used to go, I wouldn't even buy tickets sometimes to the game for the black hole just because I was dressed up and they'd seen me before. I could walk down into the black hole, and I would stand in places, and people would be like, oh, yeah, here, stand next to me. So there's oh, a nice. lot of that going okay. on. A lot of those – that – that area is so packed full of people because there's like three times the amount of people that should be there. And, and none of them really belong there and nobody cares because they're all having a great time. Unless we lose. That's so great. Well, Rocky, yeah, that's do you um, feel like there's an online subculture for uh, these ultra fans? And do you guys call yourselves something else? Like so, Raid Arenas, or how do you find each other if so not a game? For fans or whatever, there's Facebook groups that I belong to. Um, there's an anti-bullying group that that it's elite super fans is what it's called, and and I would say fifty percent of the people in there don't, don't even dress up, but they're really good fans, right? They're really good fans, really good people, and um, and so I don't know. So I have a lot of friends on Facebook from other teams that are, that dress up, um, which is really neat. And, and then a lot of the Raider fans, I mean, and the Raider fans just find themselves because we see each other at the, at the games and stuff. The, that brings me also to somebody had asked us, do you, you had said something about anti-bullying, which I think is amazing, but do you do any other kind of charity work as Dr. Skullrock or anything that, that lifts you to be able to help outside you know, normal. I, I wish I could. There's so many super fans for the Raiders. I mean, I know there are other teams too that do amazing stuff for charities and for 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 stuff. I, I work so much, I get money because that's what I have. I don't have time. Yeah, I so get I, that. So I I constantly giving to 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 charities. Awesome. That's cool. amazing. I just didn't know if you did maybe like some special, um, showing. special showings or showed up at places or stuff like I that. Would. In Florida, there's not much call for it. And I'm not. Well, there's a, yeah, I don't think he'd be a hit at the Children's Hospital. Dressing yeah, like well, that right there's. Now. Yeah. <laughs> but the last yeah. two times. So the last two years uh, before this year, uh, I was in Oakland for uh, a game in December. And I made sure to go to it was like. Um, I don't know what it's called, Marshalls and Ross or whatever. And I would buy yeah. two huge bags of toys. I'd spend about $200 on toys and Ricky's, which is no longer here. And Ricky himself passed away, unfortunately. But it was like Raider Mecca. It was this bar in San Leandro that you walked in. And as a Raider fan, there was Raider stuff everywhere. And a lot of old ex-alumni would sit and watch the games there on Sunday um, it was an amazing, amazing place. COVID, unfortunately, um, got the better of the bar and Alzheimer's, unfortunately, got the better of Ricky. Uh, oh, yeah. That's unfortunate. That being said, they would always collect toys in December, and that's where I would take the, the two bags of toys the last two years. 
that's super that's super cool. Yeah, that's yeah. what I can do. I don't have a lot of time with as much as I work, but yeah. I, 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 get I, that. I don't have I time or money. money so. I work so much, so I so that's what I do. I give money. That's awesome. Dr. That's great. Dr. Skullrock, um, you've already shown us a little bit of your softer side with your charitable Christmas works for the kids, which is amazing and wonderful. Um, we were wondering if you would share with our fans uh, your best girl, maybe a picture or something in Little Miss Daisy May. Oh, Daisy May. Um, I'm going to have to send it to you. I don't know if it'll show up on my phone. I'll have to take my hand off, which I hate to do. I, I just want to hear a scary school guy. Talk about his cute, squishy, wishy little love bug. Well, Daisy is <laughs> because it doesn't matter if Daddy is got his contacts in, his contacts with his makeup, or his mask on. Daisy will come and sit on my lap and just kiss the mask. She's nice. oh, she still knows it's Daddy. She's never oh, ever been scared of Doctor Scora. She I love Daddy that. underneath. So we're gonna take a little bit of a break. Um, we're going to come back with Rocky in just a second after this commercial announcement. But um, I have a little bit of racy stuff to ask when we get back. So, Ooh, oh, we're going to dig on into that. that. So, what happened, Daryl? Daryl must have to pee. He's been pounding those Bud Lights. <laughs> I'm right here, bro. Yep. He's the one they call Dr. Skull Rock. He's the one that makes you feel all, all right. right. Okay. We'll be back in two and two. Two and two. Hey, witches. Are you sick of brown bagging it or giving all of your dining dollars to chains? Blake Street Tavern is an owner-operated small business in the heart of downtown Denver, just north of Coors Field. We offer elevated bar food and are famous for our green chili and custom oven-baked nachos. BST gets many of its ingredients from local vendors, like the bread and corned beef for our exceptional Reuben. It is magic in your mouth. Keep us in mind for gift cards and catering and family meals. Who wouldn't love a pan of cheesy enchiladas? Please support your local family-owned restaurants, bars, and cafes. BST is located at 2301 Blake Street in Denver, and the website is blakestreettavern.com, all spelled out. It's bar food at its best. Thank you so much for joining us again. We are joined by Dr. Skullrock, a.k.a. Rocky Miller. Um, as we had mentioned in the introduction, um, he was the first husband to our good witch. Um, and both of them at this point have been married several times. I'm not going to go into that. But um, bags. Anyways, <laughs> I'm just joking. The question that I actually want to ask is, um, Rocky, what's the craziest thing that you've ever done in the Skull Rock costume? Bow chicka bow. Uh, there's not too much. It's so hot. Really? It doesn't. Sorry to let you down. Um, so you've never done the deed in the doctor. Facebook where I was dancing outside of an In-N-Out burger. Oh, <laughs> okay. I think I've seen that. But so no dirty deeds have been done. Oh, damn it! Well, our next guest better be better than this. And <laughs> <laughs> um, so, have you ever met any celebrities? Well. It depends on what you call celebrities. I've met a lot of 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 ex raiders. Uh, okay. Um, not ex rated. <laughs> not ex rated. X yeah. Uh, okay. Raider alumni. Uh, I've yeah. seen a lot of Super Bowl rings. They've showed. I mean, these guys are really good guys. Um, Rocky, who's the big black guy that dresses up? He's been doing it for years for the Raiders. 
the big. He's got his bald, he bald-headed guy. He was in some pictures you oh. showed me earlier. Yeah, that, that's Violator. Yeah, that dude is badass. So you've met him a few Wayne, times. Wayne Mabry. He's, he's really, nice. really good guy. Really good guy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I finally got to get a picture with him um, last year. It was the last game in Oakland ever yeah. against Jacksonville. I finally caught up with him. So that's cool. kind of been like a bucket list thing of mine was to meet a lot of these guys. Um, yeah. And, and to get pictures with them. And so that's how I kind of started. And then what's really crazy is I became kind of friends with a lot of these guys. These are guys okay. I've seen on television for years. Right. Yeah. And there's a kind of a weird, there's kind of a weird pecking order to this whole thing. And I'm nowhere near the top. But, really? But the guys at the top are actually really, because they're at the top, right? Right. Like yeah. Kind of will kind of, I don't know. They're, everybody's really nice to each other, but you can kind of see there's this weird pecking order thing. I don't really care. I'm doing <laughs> it for fun. I have a good time. Um, to me, my favorite thing in the world to do is, is when I'm at the stadium before the game, when we're tailgating, what happened? What are we looking at? What is it? Sorry, we had a, apparently we had drag racing. We live in a great neighborhood and somebody was a shitty car. Oh, <laughs> That's the only car reunion that sounds like that. I swear to God. Hey, you the car. Sorry about that. I'm sorry. We, we stepped on your story. Just... The, the creepy car. Okay, so, and again. Thank God for editing. To tell you the truth. Oh, well, that's okay. We'll go on to the next thing because I think the most important question that I have is um, of all of your ex-wives, who is the your favorite best friend of all of the ex-wives? Ooh, I mean, I'm just asking. Tough one. Yeah. Now think. I'm really going to have to think about yeah, that. Yeah, think hard about that. <laughs> all my I did not approve any of these questions. <laughs> of the ex-wife. I don't really yeah. remember a lot of them. <laughs> there was uh there was there was one Lisa Pavich that was pretty cool. Right? That's me. Is that That's the answer? Is that me? That's well, me. did you notice, Dr. Skullrock, that they use the word several? We've both been married several times. It's just hard to keep them all straight, really. <laughs> yeah, it really yeah. is. Jesus. Especially at this age. Several. And I think that we have one uh, one final question that we just need to, and this isn't really a, a Skull Rock question, this is more of a Rocky Miller question. We wanna know the truth on the story of the ferret. Hey, that was my question. Well, you didn't- You butted it up, that, oh my that's God. That's Daryl's question. Yeah, so, so, the so remember, remember the ferret? Be Beezle the weasel. <laughs> yeah, well you said you were out delivering pizzas, and you seen it run right across the street. You opened up the door, and the damn thing jumped in your car. Now is that not true? It's time to come. Not, not, not quite. <laughs> I'm delivering pizzas, and I stopped by the house there on Yukon. Shelly and I lived in. Yeah. And it was raining out, and I'm starting to drive <laughs> back up. And I can't remember why I stopped for a reason. I don't know why I stopped, but I got out of the truck. And this ferret came over and was running around my legs. It was just running around my legs. Didn't jump in the truck. And I'm like, what the hell is this? So I picked the thing up and I mean, just curled into my hands. I mean, just a lover, right? 
And <laughs> looking around, I even start yelling, hey, I've got a ferret here. <laughs> There's nothing. Random ferret in the neighborhood. <laughs> I put the thing in my truck. I drive back to, I can't even remember who I was working for then. I, I guess it was either Blackjack or Pizza Hut. But um, yeah, so so I bring it back home and I tell Shelly, I guess we have a ferret now. I went out and bought this huge <laughs> And, I remember and, that cage, man. It was that's so funny. I yeah, named it was like uh, a uh, after Beazel Bop, <laughs> I named it Beazel the Weasel. Yeah. Oh my god. I remember that. Yeah, he had a big apartment, that little weasel. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it wasn't for him. No. Oh. Okay, well, I think that that's all we've got. Unless Shelly, you have any more questions. I don't. I really just was uh, curious about the ultra fandom and what you guys called yourselves and how that community and culture worked. And I think you were an awesome guest and really gracious. And we sure appreciate you being on here today. Yeah. yeah. Thank you I'm so much. It's over because for... I didn't even finish my wine yet. Um, <laughs> oh, well. Uh, what do we need to do? Oh, oh Rocky, can we see that picture? picture? I was going to show you. This is a great wine, by the way. This is, I was. Is that Maynard? That's Freak Show. Oh, oh very cool. Wine. Very, very good. Uh, you wanted to see the picture? We yeah, can see we the see the picture, the picture the please? Absolutely. So, we have this. Do you know the artist? No, uh, he's a homeless no. guy in California. Really? Wow. Yeah. So cool. Super cool. Now, is that the same That's one incredible. you made like, stickers for? Did they what? Didn't you make stickers for that too as well or? No, I uh, so I have some drawings. I sent them to you. You'll they should be cool. on, your, on your messenger. Um, yeah. Okay. And, uh, a friend of mine uh, makes some drawings of me. I made business cards, and uh, I don't know. I'll probably do some more. It's uh, being a super fan is a lot of work. I mean, I'm constantly <laughs> having wristbands made, buttons. I got all kinds of stuff. All right, guys, take care. Love you all. Great to see you, Rob. Love you too. Good night. You look good, good night, buddy. Guys. Good night. Hi, witches. I wanted to tell you about Tan and Tone in North Glen, Colorado. Tan in a bed, or as I prefer, spray tan for a glow on the go. It's an easy, affordable way to look your best, even if you put on a few quarantine LBs like me. Even if you can't go on vacation right now, get that tropical feeling at Tan and Tone North Glen. It's family owned, and they've been forced to close their other locations due to these COVID times. You'll feel good about where your self-care dollars go. Available in individual sessions and packages, treat yourself. Stringent sanitation procedures are followed, so you'll feel sunny and safe. Go to tantone.net, that's T-A-N-T-O-N-E.net, to make your appointment or distanced walk-ins are welcome. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you so much for, again, listening to Good Witch, Bad Witch, the podcast. Um, we're so happy to have you here. I'm the Bad Witch, Lisa Brown, along with my Good Witch, Shelly Armand. I'm the good witch, Shelly Armand. Lovely. And um, so now, um, because we are talking about sports and all things ball related, <laughs> I don't even know. Um, yeah, we, you know, the sports, it's, you know, the sport things. Um, our top five. Yes, the, the hoop baskets and the, the goal posts. Um, our top five for this week is going to be our top five sports celebrity crushes. Again, we'll start with five, which is our lowest. 
And on to number one. Um, I'm talking a lot today, but I just want to say that this one was a hard one for me because my top, it when people will actually listen to this and if they know me, my top celebrity sports crush is so intense that it's hard to pick a number four or uh, four other ones because it just pales in comparison to my number one who happens to be the love of my life. <laughs> but um, it's okay. And which take a back seat. Yeah, well, you know, and he knows it and he knows where he sits and um, it's okay. On my balls. Yeah, he sits on his balls <laughs> and all the things. So, um, Shelly, why don't you, since I started with our last episode, why don't you start with your number five sports celebrity crush? That is quite gallant of you. Thank you very much. Uh, people that know Lisa and I are know that this celebrity athlete list where we objectify men's bodies and faces yes. is going to be very hockey heavy. Hot yeah. and hockey heavy. I tried heavy. to make mine not hockey heavy, but yes. It was hard, right? Uh, yeah. My number five is John Michael Lyles. Those yeah, robot that. laser beam blue eyes. He's just so friendly. Um, yeah. He just body like a tank, like a tank on skates. Just even the man. Some John JML yeah. all the time, day and night. Yeah, I, I would definitely get on that skateboard. <laughs> I just don't even know what that means. Okay, okay. back to you, Ben. Right. Um, my number five, I was trying not to make it hockey heavy because again, the number one has to be number one. We get that. Um, but my number five sports celebrity crush is Andre Agassi. Ooh. And then, okay, we're talking 80s Agassi. With the headband and the long the hair, right? Okay. Not, not no. today, Steffi Graf, Andre Agassi. Interesting um, choice. Thank you. Yeah, yes. we're more Brookfields than Steffi Graf. Well, and stuff. we had yeah. mullets. He had a mullet. We could all relate. Fine. We were all there together. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. Yeah. That's, so that was my number five. You surprised um, and delight me. I did. Um, yeah. How is your number four? My number four is LeBron James. Reason being, what? yes, A, cute as a button for sure. But yes. uh, I don't know anything about the sports with the nets and the hoops. I right. do know that he was in that movie with what's her butt and Bill Hader. Train oh, train yeah, train wreck. He was the funniest guy in the whole show. And I respect both of those other comedians. And everybody knows the funniest, sexy. And LeBron James just rocked my world in that movie. So oh, very sexy. Good, good shout out to old LeBron. LB. Um, so my number four is Peyton Manning. And again, Ooh. more so because of the funnies than yes. because of the yes. looks. I'm not yes. necessarily, uh, well, I am attracted to him because I think he's freaking hilarious. And I have mm. thought he was hilarious ever since I saw him as um, the uh, when he was in the Colts. It was, that was who? Yeah, the Colts. Colts yeah. high, the, the footballs. When he was on the Colts, but he was on Saturday Night Live. I thought yes. he was so funny on that. And I started Where he to throws the football and he smashes the kid in the head. Yeah, there was just so he was just awesome. And then since then, he's gone on to his, you know, um, commercials and, and all that stuff. But I liked him first back yes, then. Yes, you did. You were number I one. I was. Good dude. I always yeah. Good dude. Perfect. Good choice. Uh, coincidentally, my work wife, her daughter goes to school with his kids. 
And she said that he's just a lovely, regular dude, just as nice as can be. So good call. Go Peyton, funny dude for sure. Uh, My number three is Patrick Sharp. And he, yeah, Uh, Mm -hmm. my nickname for him is JFK on ice. Okay. JFK Jr. JFK Jr. A little bit of that. The sculpted patrician, the face, face, face. Also really nice, um, astute commentator. Seems like a nice fella. Um, Yeah. yeah. No, yes, please. I'll take some. Yeah. I, I love to hate the um, Blackhawks. Sure. And it's really, really hard to hate Patrick Sharp because he's so hot. Yeah. So, and he's a classy guy. He too. is a classy guy. He's a See, neat so guy. Yeah. To be honest with you, any hockey player are classy. They're the best. Yeah, hockey players are very, very nice. Unless nice you're people. less charitable. Yeah. yeah. And not a sissy among them. They don't fall down and ask for a card like soccer yeah, or whatever. I disagree they just, with that. Sydney Crosby. Um, but um oh, did I say that out oh, loud? <laughs> I'm like, oh Tyson Berry. Okay. Anyways, let's just keep talking. Um, so my number three is um Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes. I just think he's handsome. I just I don't yeah. I mean I just like his whole story. I think that he's been amazing bringing his city and the footballs in there to where they're sitting at right now, winning the um, Super Bowl. And I, and no, I just think he's really, really cute. I mean, he's way too young for me, but I think he, I just kind of have the little pitter patters. So well, I think he's super I don't cute. think we're doing this crush list because we think we're actually going to date these people. So it doesn't matter what age. You <laughs> wait till my number one. I'm like, <laughs> Your hottie athlete game is strong today, my friend. Uh, I had a hard time with my number two and number one. I know your number one is a a slam dunk and a gimme, but my number two, I've had a crush on this guy since I was a kid and it's, um, he's very handsome also, but mostly character related, like somebody that you would look up to and would want to be the father of your kids. And that's Cal Ripken Jr. He is my super baseball boyfriend and just again, seems like a smashing guy. And I'm sure he's charitable and perfect and has never done anything wrong ever, ever, ever. I okay, think I have a thing have, for the laser beam blue eyes. Yeah, probably like the, the eyes. There yeah. you go. Yeah, okay, I like his so, peepers. Um, my number two, this is kind of a story and I had to actually look it up. Um, so you know how everybody in 19... I think it was 1994, was really, really into the Olympics because of Tanya Harding and um, Nancy oh, yeah. Kerrigan. Uh, yeah. Talk about good Yadwich. Um, <laughs> but, and which one is which? To be honest with you, I'm going to go, I'm team Tanya, totally. Yes. Can't, yes. Uh, yeah, don't like me from Nancy Kerrigan, but that's okay. Um, she can go on with her little white dress and all that stuff. But so anyways, we all were watching the Olympics because we were, you know, we were just enthralled Mama. with that. So that being said, I got really into the ice skating and I got into the male ice skaters and I had the biggest crush on, um, and I hope that I pronounced his name right. He was the French, um, ice skater who won the, um, bronze. His name was Felipe Candelario, which is Italian. So I always thought it was weird (laughs) that he skated for France and stuff, but I had many, um yeah sleepless nights thinking about old Felipe, oh, Felipe. Oh, Felipe. <laughs> um, yeah, oh, just, 
I don't know what happened to him. I don't know. I know he won the bronze. I don't know whatever happened after that. Well, I Wikipedia'd him just to remember his name, but I didn't read the whole article. But that being said, he was my number two. I just loved old Felipe and his little twirly twirly goodness. And I don't even know if he's straight and it doesn't matter one way or the other and he was just super super cute no brian boitano, no brian boitano. that just wasn't my thing <laughs> but although side notes scott hamilton used to babysit daryl yes he did so what? Right? okay story put a pin in that let's talk about yeah. that real soon yeah we will talk wow. about that later okay so shelly please tell me your number one all right but before i do that i like twirly twirly goodness and yeah. if I'm into robot laser beam blue eyes, you like your men on ice. So Daryl, keep that in mind. Keep yeah. that in mind. My number yeah. one, um, anybody who knows me knows that I am a Saints fan and I am crazy about Drew Brees. He just seems Drew. like the Drew. cutest cutie and he's a patriot and a good dad and he's just darling. And no, he's yeah. cute as a button. And I, I like his um his spunk and his grit and his fortitude because I know I can't remember who he played for um before the Saints, but they're like, You're too short, you can't see where you're throwing, you can't do whatever, and you just can't tell that guy can't. And I, I love that. And I think that's a great yeah. message for his kids and all kids that uh like the NFL. He just seems like a cool dude. And I want to kiss him on his forehead. But well, perfect. Yeah. Um Person that I is my number one, and I'd like to kiss him on more things than his forehead. Um, is um, as probably everybody knows, Patrick Waugh. I am obsessed. I'm I my heart just melts. I can't even take it. Um, I have the world's biggest crush on Patrick Waugh. Um, oh. talk about laser beam blue eyes. Um, yeah, I just I like. It's just insane that how much um, I was fortunate enough to meet him several times. Grab I, his ass. I did grab his ass. I'm not going to lie. I was right there. Yeah. And, and in front of my husband, um, I didn't grab his ass. Let's let me She's, preface she that. She cupped it. I did. I cupped it very <laughs> gently um, because we Tenderly. took a picture together. And I figured that it would, I would never have the chance again. So I, I put my hand and cupped the, the perfectness. And he said, Oh, and I said, and Daryl said, yeah, I'm sorry, Patrick. She's a butt grabber. And he said, Oh, I see that. And, and that's my yeah. French accent. I did get an autograph though. <laughs> it was great. He felt like I, I got to give you something, my friend. Yeah. And I'm like, yes, please. <laughs> I love everything about him. I up. I love the fact that he, uh, the smart assness, the the temper, um, the he. Oh my gosh, he's just. Uh, oh. <laughs> and the funny okay. thing is, my mother loved him just as much so by her cupping his butt and my mother in heaven went that's my girl yeah there you go so i mean i could go on and on and on nobody cares anymore about my crush on patrick waugh but it is he is the light of my life i love my husband but he is definitely number one on my list that if something were to happen we would we would need to have a talk just one so night just one night when you guys do role play, Daryl, do you have a little French Canadian accent? I how, do. how does that go down? Go, oh yeah, check it out. We oui, we. Oui. Yeah. <laughs> no, he doesn't. 
I would go I'm like, I'm like he'd saved know. by a wall. Well, yeah, there's that. So there's our top five um, of our celebrity crushes. We'd like to hear yours. We're going to have that um, posted on our Facebook page. Um, and the we'd like to get a wrap up with our Man Witch Minute and have Daryl have exactly one minute to discuss what he thought about our whole episode. Daryl, take it away. So first of all, I'd like to say, man, it was so great to see Rocky, the Skull Rock, again. And he was such a great, great interview. And I love the passion that he has. And he's stuck by it because sometimes people get passionate about something and let it go on the wayside. This guy took it to the next level. And God, I love it, Rocky. And keep it up, man. And I could see him doing something like this in the format of the Skull Rock. And that there, folks, is your Man Witch Minute. That was actually the man which 47 seconds, but because I count. And so that was, but that's good. Um, thank you again so much, everyone, for listening. Um, it's just going to get better and better content. We're so happy that you're here. We love all our fans. We love you. Thank you um, again for listening. And hey, I um, wanted to say if anybody wanted to um, subscribe to our podcast and get inside information and prizes, um, please check us out on our website, which is goodwitch-badwitch.com and subscribe and you'll be the first to know when things release and then we'll have information um, on our merch and Patreon, etc. But uh, yeah, this was a great day. Thank you to our fans. Thank you to our guests. We know the most fascinating people and uh, my best friends right here, Manwitch and Badwitch. So I got to tell you guys, you better stay witchy. Stay bitchy.